listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is AJ Sharp. I joined the Food Talk team as a guest presenter back in April last year as a taste expert, food judge and marketing specialist as I'm the founder of Sharp Relations. I've been co-hosting the Food Talk Show now for just over a year. And this week, I am joined by the very lovely Susie Pelter, who's joining us again. This is your third week, isn't it? It is. Thanks for having me back. Oh, it's, you're very welcome. We're <laughs> loving this. Susie, as we know, she's a food presenter, demo chef, food judge, recipe writer, all-round brand consultant, foodie legend. And as we've discovered over the last couple of weeks, you have a serious, not just love, like a kind of passion for really tasty, interesting snacks and things like that, don't you? I absolutely do. And all food, to be honest. I just love food. I love food. Oh, you're in the right industry and the right room right now, (laughs) so it's all good. (laughs) Um, This week's show is all about freshly squeezed juice. Do you drink juice? Is that something in your household? I do, actually. So I'm an orange juice lover. I find that it's a really refreshing drink. My husband loves apple juice, but my absolute favorite is actually tomato juice mine too I love tomato juice me too I get really obsessive about tomato I just love it and on an airplane yeah you have to drink it on an airplane as well yeah I love it so you drink it on airplanes where else do you have tomato juice just everywhere bloody mary oh yes now you're talking my language (laughs) is that your hangover (laughs) cure of choice or I can neither confirm nor deny that okay fine (laughs) I understand I understand now we have an expert in the show this week who is Ed Rigg from Eager Drinks welcome Ed thank you for having me it's really nice to have you here can you tell us a little bit about Eager Drinks what is it you do there well we make not from concentrate premium fruit juices that are hopefully delicious and so far so good people seem to keep buying them and we've been selling them into the bar industry mostly or to the hospitality industry since 2007 and you know there was a real shortage of good quality juices in in that market because there had been Tropicana and and Capella had been successful in supermarkets but no one had really figured out how to supply juices into that market so we started selling them as ambient products so they can be shipped with the beers and wines and they you know they took off and people were thrilled to be able to get not from concentrate cloudy apple juice with some of their favorite drinks or cocktails and it's grown you know over the years into a you know a a business that has got lots of lovely customers and uh, they've been you know wonderfully received and we're proud to keep working with lots of fantastic mixologists and it's interesting isn't it because there's been I mean it was 20 years ago or so now wasn't it that um, fever tree kind of shook up the tonic market and completely changed the way you know in the on trade as in you know in bars and things like that as well as at home it completely changed the gin and tonic didn't it because it completely livened it so this is there was space, wasn't there, for the juice market to just get better? 
Absolutely. We were we started at a very similar time. So they they it was as spirits were premiumizing. So you had you know not the the sort of classic Gordon's gin and Smirnoff vodka. You started to get new things like Absolute and lots of new and and at that time there was a real sort of desire for better quality mixers that could make fantastic tasting cocktails and we were lucky enough to be part of that journey. Cool so can you tell me a little bit about where you're sourcing your kind of fruit and veg and and, and all the different things is it all fruit actually well it's a fruit aren't they? Tomato technically yes we get them as close to the UK as we can obviously it's not easy to get pineapples in any anywhere in Europe I imagine. and um, sometimes you can't get there's not like for example in the UK there's not enough production size on apple juice believe it or not so you can't actually get you know all of your apples from England there's just not enough uh, are you kidding me no I know it's crazy and and you know being where we are now I know uh, in Kent it's uh it's crazy but yeah the 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 volumes of some of these big big brands and 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 us now um just you just can't get enough production here so it's it's sadly we have to get some of it from Europe but still fantastic quality and not too far away from our European friends yeah and cranberries 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 North America North America yeah pink grapefruit we get from Europe from Spain orange from Spain or from Brazil tomatoes from France uh, pomegranates from various places in Asia India and it would depend on different times of year and pineapples um, in Costa Rica only because it's very very few places actually grow or make pineapple juice it's a wide difficult sometimes supply chain to kind of manage and lots of things coming in and you know it's been a bit more tricky in the last few years but we're managing it well and got got through the last year particularly and do you is it squeezed is it cold pressed is it are you doing that all in the uk here do you have a facility or so no we don't we're not cold pressed it's all pasteurized so we're we're the the cold pressing thing is was started after we started so we very much similar to the other leading brands in the supermarkets the juices are pasteurized and they are squeezed uh, at source and then they're shipped from brazil or from wherever in and then they're pasteurized again and put into cartons which is the only way to really do it when you think of all the distances involved and all the complications of of managing that you know the, those supply chains and retaining uh, that flavor as as early as possible as well yeah i mean definitely it's it, you, the flavor's key you know yeah. that's what changed the market so they used to concentrate fruit juices, so you would basically, well, they still do plenty of fruit juice concentrated, um, where you, you dehydrate the, the, the fruit juice and you take the water out and then you can ship it six times the, the amount of volume that you can, say, our fruit juices, which aren't uh, gone through that process. And as you, you know, it's obviously a huge saving because shipping is a big component of the cost of the, the product. But that's not what the consumer wanted once they tried you know not from concentrate fruit juice they were absolutely yeah sold because it just tastes so much more rich and the texture and so that's why it's sort of emerged in that category but we're slightly different because we're we use airtight cartons so what allowed us to kind of succeed was it was you could store it at room temperature. You didn't have to keep it in the fridge. But it's ex- essentially exactly the same as a Tropicana or an innocent product. It's just we use an airtight carton. And so we save tons and tons of, you know, needless refrigeration, if you like. Mm. 
Amazing. Susie, can you describe the uh, cartons? I mean, we've got a rainbow coloured array, haven't we? Yes, Every beautiful. carton is a different beautiful colour and they're, they're really soft, almost pastel a little bit, aren't they? Maybe the orange is quite bright as well, but each carton has the name of the fruit on the side and they're just, they're really vibrant really beautiful to look at <laughs> never mind to drink which we will look forward to doing that very soon yeah you could literally <laughs> create a rainbow out of them, yeah couldn't you? yeah so where do you suggest we start Ed? well i always think it's great to start with apples because i don't know that was the first one i produced when i first started it i trialed the idea with apples and from there we then launched more flavors but it was the apples that came first so it's always got a soft spot for me because yeah. yeah not least when I started it we didn't really I had just cartons and cases of it in our house much to the frustration of everybody else well, it's a lovely cloudy apple yeah. it, it's funny actually because apple is my husband's favorite juice and if he goes somewhere and and he will always ask where is the apple juice from and if they say concentrated he won't drink it well, it's a very different <laughs> colour for starters. Yes, <laughs> it really is. But I think also you've almost got with apple juice that is concentrated, you've got an apple juice flavour yeah. that isn't necessarily apple. It doesn't taste of apples. No. It tastes of sort of a apple version. A version. Yeah. It's, it's almost like when you get sweets and they kind of certain sweets, you know, you've got grape flavour, which often tastes like a particular flavour they've created to make taste like grape. But here, I mean, I've just taken a sip of the apple. It's, it, it, it's apples. It's like you've taken a bite of a juicy apple. It's it's absolutely refreshing and crisp and delicious. Thank you. Yeah. yeah very clean flavour. Very clean. I think you're right. I think when you have the concentrate, it's kind of a brownie syrup, isn't it? And it tastes more like a cooked apple, pie apple, rather than a fresh apple I've just bitten into. Yes. And I think if you're using this for a cocktail, um, be it with alcohol or non-alcoholic, you want to have real flavour there. I think... Certainly for me, if I drink a cocktail, I'm I'm too old now to drink something just to get drunk. I would like to taste <laughs> flavour. I would like combination of flavours. I would like it to, to really be clever. And I think when you've got ingredients that are really thought about with where the flavours are key, you absolutely are going to have that. And it, it makes for a better taste experience. I th yeah, I think that's been a trend through all food and drink is that it was, you know, food has been going through this wonderful transition into being all about flavour and people have got much more sophisticated in their, what they're looking for. And again, we were really lucky that that was a trend that was going on in cocktails and we just rode that wave. And that hopefully will continue. <laughs> hopefully once you've had a really lovely tasting cocktail, you're not going to go, actually, I want the, the, the blander one, please. Yeah. You're going to keep going with the delicious, tasty ones. But I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't actually drink. So I gave up four years ago. So for me to have delicious mocktails, you know, obviously mm -hmm. I'm a real advocate for my own product because obviously a lot of mocktails are made with various juices. So for me, it's doubly important that they taste great. Absolutely. I mean, AJ and I, both are very key on flavour and I think you know it's so important that if something is supposed to be a particular flavour that you can taste it yeah and not just taste it but you're almost transported you know you're you're in an orchard when you taste the apples I think we're about to try the orange juice you know I want to feel the sun on my face when I'm drinking the orange juice it's kind of it does take you on a bit of a journey if it tastes really good mm. Well, I think it's much harder. It's harder to get citrus products right because when you pasteurize them, they do lose a little bit of their top notes. So there is a more discernible difference between freshly squeezed, the one that you're doing in your kitchen, because 
you just can't get that fresh flavor once you, you know, ship a product. And I think that's, there's so much sort of mystery around what is fresh, what is not from concentrate. There's a lot of ambiguity. And I think that the leading brands, obviously, there is a sense that they are fresh, but they're not compared to if you're going to just take an orange, cut it up in your kitchen, squeeze it on the squeezer. You know, obviously, I would always say do that because you get lots of fiber. Um, obviously, people with time don't have all the time to just start squeezing fruit in the morning. But it, 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 that is the the dream to get if you want the perfect orange juice then I would say that but these do offer a great alternative if you haven't got the time it's very smooth as well and it's and you've got you have got the citrus hit you've got kind of that bitterness right at the back that mm. you would expect as well and there is a brightness there I mean I take your point on board about obviously you cut a fresh orange it's a different experience but I think if you were putting this into a cocktail or drinking it alongside a mixer it's bringing to the table what it needs to bring well, thank you. The sharpness there I like, yeah. which I think, yeah. you know, when you're making a cocktail and you're working with some spirits that have got quite a lot of body, often a sweet note, actually probably cuts through really nicely. Yeah. Was your background bartending, mixology or no. what was your background? No, I started, uh, I left school and didn't go to union. So I started as a runner in a production company. Oh, cool. And I was lucky to be, you know, at a time when it was just a such a fantastic time in advertising it was the late 90s and we did in 2000 Guinness Surfer so I had some experience with drinks brands and their advertising but I was a PA on that job and got to see one of the iconic sort of adverts being made and being part of it and then I sort of tried to transition to doing more directing myself but it didn't really work out so I was living in a pub and I just you know making ends meet doing some shifts and doing some freelance work and trying to become a director. And I just used to drink this thing called Zubrovka, which was with apple juice, which is basically a vodka from Poland, sort of flavoured with a bit of bison grass. And it was delicious with, with apple juice. It tasted like apple pie, like a cold apple pie with a bit of cinnamon. Mm. And we were all hooked on it. But you could never get really good apple juice. So we'd go down and get capella from the supermarket because it was only concentrated apple juice in the bars and so I was like well surely this has got to work yeah. and then I researched it to figure out why there wasn't any capella or something similar in the bar industry and it turned out that in France the not from concentrate fruit juices the what we term as fresh are all sold ambiently and as long as you put it in a, a, a sort of air tight carton you don't need to refrigerate them and so I was like oh brilliant great well I'll just do that and then I can deal with the problem the bars have got which is they don't want loads in their fridges they don't want to have to order it via their catering supplier because it just orders get mixed up they want to order it with their beers and wines and hey presto we can do it and that was it amazing so you just sell this into bars and restaurants and We'd love to sell it into to the consumer. That's definitely a plan for us over the coming years. I think we, we, we're very much on a mission to kind of be tr as transparent as possible about fruit juice, both in terms of, well, I can sell you a product without needing to be refrigerated until you want it to be cold on demand, which we think is a massive story in terms of just reducing energy consumption. And we've always sold these products as a treat because obviously we've sold them in restaurants and, and we believe that fruit juice should be regarded as a treat and so we're out there sort of banging the drum of less refrigeration and 
quite frankly, less drink less juice, which is quite an odd thing for a drinks <laughs> company to say. But we have a saying which is drink every other daily, which we think is the appropriate amount for something that is quite sugary. Yeah, but there are health benefits to juice, aren't there? There are vitamins and things like that, or is it is it is sugar the predominant? I think character? if you listen to and there was an excellent book that's just come out by the glucose goddess which is well worth reading and i think she was just done a podcast recently with stephen bartlett and i think she was very articulate about what sugar is and what juices not only is the shape of fruit change so back 70 years ago or even sooner than that fruit was a very different shape much smaller it's been bred to be bigger and more juicy which is at the expense of the fiber so i think as long as you're getting fiber and sugar then they offset each other obviously eating full fruit is the best way to get that fiber sort of sugar mix and i think with fruit juice you're not always getting the fiber that you think you are because a lot of it is taken out in the juicing process and so yeah it, it, they are quite sugary and i think that the, the idea that they're one of your five a day i think is a bit misleading we don't put that on our packs mm. we very much say you know drink every other daily which is our way of saying it's not one of your five a day and yeah it's not the consensus but we feel that a lot of people are looking at it a bit more like that. But it's about flavour, isn't it, right? It's You don't go to a bar, I certainly don't, <laughs> every single day and have a cocktail. No. I mean, maybe but it I would be used nice. to. <laughs> but I, you know, got to a certain point where I realised I couldn't do that. And it's it's a treat, isn't it? You're going out, you've got dressed up, you're going out for a treat. Whether it's a mocktail or a cocktail matters not. You're going to have something that's full of flavour, that's really exciting and occasional, it's not something you're doing every single day and you're not suggesting that you should do this every single day. So I think that's fine. I mean, there's lots of things that aren't full of functional benefits and I know that's a huge trend at the moment that everything offers all these other things alongside what they stood for. But this is something that's, I love that it's full of flavor. I mean, there's a lot of products on the market that are water-based with a little bit of flavoring and they say, I've got zero calories and I've got zero da-da-da. And we're judging at great taste. And some of them are, don't get me wrong, beautiful. But many of them are, are quite watery. And you're thinking, well, there's there's not a huge depth of flavour here. Whereas a juice has got a lot of depth of flavour, hasn't it? And we've just tried the grapefruit. And absolutely, it was, we both kind of went, ooh. You know, it kind of hits you in that sharp, citrusy, mm. bitter, yet juicy, yet fresh way. Almost slightly gingery. There's yeah. almost a sort of burn there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so authentic. And I think... You're absolutely right. It's about if you're going to go and have a cocktail or a mixer anyway, you want the best flavour experience. Um, you're not necessarily perhaps thinking about your five a day there, but you are certainly thinking about wanting it to taste really good and really authentic. Mm, I'm now just opening up the pomegranate. I'm just kind of digging in here because we've got, there's orange Pomegranate. You've got to try the tomato, tomato if that's your Oh, favorite. we've got oh, to try yes. the tomato. That's okay. But with our tomato, we, we don't add any salt because our our bartenders have always wanted to flavor it with whichever salt they want, whether that's rock salt, sea salt, celery salt. So I very early on just thought, well, we're the opposite of a completely kind of Bloody Mary mix. We're like the completely blank canvas. And I, that's been really popular because if you speak to any bartender, he always has his own unique bloody mary recipe and everybody's got their own and theirs is always the best and and often they're all delicious but everybody wants to have their own unique take on it so 
yeah, we wanted to give them something to work with. How do you take yours, AJ? How do you have your Bloody Mary? Celery salt. Liam Perrins. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tabasco? That's Tabasco, yes, of oh course. My. I was just, my oh brain my. had gone completely blank. I thought you were going to really let me down there. No, Tabasco. Half a bottle for me. A good amount of Tabasco. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it, usually. Yeah. What, do, what else do you have? No, no, no. For me, it's the Tabasco is key. But it has to be a really good quality tomato juice. Absolutely. But then I need that heat. I need that kick. Yeah. Yeah. The key is obviously also quite a lot of ice and lemon is good. So mm. you want something with quite a lot of, that's quite thick because obviously if the cold is nice and ice is good in it. So again, you want something that's a bit more gooey. Ours is quite thick. When it's been sitting in the glass for a bit, you lose that sort of flavour, which is, which is key. I've just got to swill the glass out from the juice. Yes, they're, they're not. It's, a, it's an odd combination to try it on it after the various citrus ones, but hopefully it was. It's quite sweet. We get them from these lovely marmond tomatoes in France, and they're they're considered the best uh, juicing tomatoes. They are absolutely delicious. It is lovely and thick. I almost turned yeah. the carton upside down to kind of pour there. Yeah, I mean you're right. It does need to be really thick once you're adding all the. Tabasco that I'm adding in, it's going to really loosen it up, isn't it? Yeah, no, we, we've we've made a few boobies on that over the years where we've, you know, not got the right. It took us a long time to get to the right thing. It seems crazy because you're it's just tomato juice, but actually getting just the right product it took a long time. But that, that says a lot about you because you care about making sure that not just the flavour, that the texture, that everything works, and then it's it's as flavourful, authentic and a great drinking experience for people as possible. We hope. We hope. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, I think people don't have loads of Bloody Marys. I mean, maybe some people do, but if you ask, but it's, it's always this, like, it's, it's one of the sort of superstars of the, the cocktail world. And I always say, oh, how many, how many Bloody Marys have you had recently? Like, oh, haven't had one for a while. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, but when you do have one, you really relish it and you feel you, it's a real treat. Um, and I, you know, the great thing is you can drink it with or without or alcohol. Um, so I still love them and um, drink them regularly. But it's it's a classic. It is a classic. This is lovely. Do you do you press them with the skins on? Um, they will be, yeah. And then it will be there'll be different uh, filters that will will stop a lot of the skin getting through. There's almost a smokiness to it that's really fascinating. Yeah, it's um again it, it will depend on the season when they're when they're squeezed and what the, the quality of the tomatoes and you know you get a lot of fruit that maybe is not going to the fresh market. So that's what's so efficient about fruit juice is that the fruit that isn't perfect does end up in our food supply chain because it if, if it's not right for the supermarket, it doesn't look right, then you can juice it. It's perfect for juice. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. I think that's so important. So it's as sustainable as it can be in terms of that, a wastage, because you can use the fruit that isn't perfect for, for retail. I love that. So what would be your advice then to someone who's looking to kind of follow in your footsteps or start a business like this? What would be your kind of key key nugget of advice hope for a bit of luck uh, <laughs> yeah. um look, i think anybody that starts anything is fantastically brave and it's really hard and it's really difficult um i'm as vaguely unemployable so i didn't really have a choice having not gone to uni and was not a particularly good student so i i just set about it in a very i didn't really look at what could be the pitfalls 
I just thought it was all going to go brilliantly well. And did um, it? No, of course it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I've had many disasters. But once you're in it, you kind of have to keep going. Mm. And so you, I always think go into it hoping it's going to be a huge success and thinking it will be a huge success. And then you've got to really knuckle down to figure out when it goes wrong, just, you know, stay with it. Sometimes it's boring. Sometimes it's wonderfully exciting um, and you just got to take the rough with the smooth. And, and as I say, I think luck is a huge part. You know, it's just, it's totally, I, I was so lucky that the world of, you know, drinks was premiumizing and people like Fever Tree were also being launched. And we, we were, I was lucky to ride that wave. I could have launched it and it could have gone nowhere. So it's a huge amount of luck involved. Fantastic. And is it stocked across the whole UK? Yeah, yeah. We don't really do a huge amount abroad, particularly last year with the supply chain problems. We stopped a lot of our export because we couldn't supply the UK market. It was just absolutely, after everybody came out of lockdown, it just went absolutely crazy and there was supply chain. So we just like, right, we've just got to supply our, our market here. And yeah, it's all UK bars, but we've got, you know, thousands of customers. Um, we sell probably 35, 40 million units of of, of juice whether that's in a cocktail or a apple juice for someone at lunch or orange juice for in a hotel for breakfast so it's it's many many people have tried it they might not necessarily know it because often it's behind the bar or in a fridge somewhere but definitely our rebrand the more people that see it I go oh my god I saw it in that pub or I saw it in this in the hotel or I saw it in in something in my office because you know lots of offices people make smoothies with them mm -hmm. so the, the you know the our rebrand that we did uh, last year has 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 been really really well received and has really kind of helped to to sort of people to spot it where wherever they are yeah it's it's really iconic I really like the way you've got kind of a lime green over red and yellow over orange it just it looks really it's it's my kind of color palette. Striking, it's very we, striking. Yeah, we wanted to keep it really simple because often, if you can get something simple right, it's the most powerful. In uh, I believe the most powerful um, uh, form of branding. Um, and what, what I loved is that we, if you turn it on its side, um, that just having the the fruit in plurals. Yes. It just adds a bit of charm to it. it makes it just softens the whole thing because so we wanted them fruit. to be yeah really kind of homely and also familiar and I love the fact that you you know long life carton of juice is not the sexiest thing in the world so we wanted to be able to just change the perception of how people saw it and on our website we put the cartons on their side so you can read grapefruits and I just really wanted people to you know not overlook the long life carton because it's a wonderfully sustainable th uh, yeah. uh, bit of packaging because you don't need the refrigeration to sell the same product. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Unbelievably, we are out of time. Susie, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I just um, I just think it's excellent, and I wish you all the best of the luck with uh, with everything that you plan to do. And I will look out for the packaging as well. <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully now you've seen it, you'll see it. I will, I'll spot it everywhere. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. It is a, It is out there. <laughs> I'll second that. Thank you so much for coming in, Ed. It's Thank great you for to having me. You. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Food Talk Show, which is syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available on Audible, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes and the podcasting app on your phone. 
Don't forget we're on podcast radio. Thank you very much to my guest presenter, Susie Pelter, and from Ed Rigg from Eager Drinks. We will be putting up a profile on our website featuring you guys, so anyone who wants any more information can head there. Um, and if you want to syndicate our lovely programme for free on your radio station, just get in touch with us at hello at foodtalk.co.uk. And if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of past podcasts on topics from snail farming to beekeeping, go to foodtalk.co.uk. Have a great week. Thank you.